Welcome to the Forest FM podcast, episode 181. I'm Killian Vigna. And I'm Zoe Below Spring. This week on the show, we're joined by entrepreneur Karen Burke to chat about living life in the moment, turning obstacles into opportunities, and nurturing selflessness. So, grab yourself a cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and join us weekly for all your salon's business and marketing needs. Every day is just learning to adapt. I try and not concentrate or focus too much on like something that I'm not going to be sweating about in two weeks' time. I just take the unexpected days on the chin and those days that go to plan, I just try and enjoy them with my team. So for me, it's a matter of always managing my thought process. I definitely think it's true what they say, you grow through what you go through. Don't sweat the small things. Like, you know, we're all doing our best. And once you are doing your best, it's like, I think that's all we can do at the moment. One of my favourite books from last year uh, that I read was Ryan Holiday's The Obstacle is the Way. Uh, He also had um, Stillness is the Key, which was another one of my favourites. But in The Obstacle is the Way, he said at some point, and I quote, we've all done it, said, I'm so overwhelmed, tired, stressed, busy, blocked, outmatched. And then what do we do about it? Go out and party or treat ourselves or sleep in or wait. It feels better to ignore or pretend, but you know deep down that that isn't going to truly make it any better. You've got to act and you've got to start now. For some people, the obstacle truly is the way. They rise through resilience. And when you don't let life get you down, there's an opportunity behind every setback. Our guest today is going to show you how she does just that. Karen's career began when she trained in beauty therapy over 18 years ago. Since then, she's gone on to build a small business of 20 plus staff members, launched a thriving online store, and even co-founded a consultancy specific to beauty salons. While managing full-time, Karen worked as an iTech beauty tutor, part-time in Walmart College and Holistic Centre, where she got to pass on the knowledge and passion she had for the industry from a different perspective other than managing. And we're delighted to say that that's also the idea behind today's conversation. So without further ado, welcome to the show. Karen, thank you so much for joining us on Forest FM. Thanks for having me. This probably isn't your first podcast at this stage now, is it? Um, no, but I'm getting into the swing of doing them. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoying them so far? <laughs> yeah, yeah, jumping out of my comfort zone. <laughs> well, we may as well get started then. Um, the pandemic has been talked about with a lot of negative connotations. Every now and again, you'll hear like a positive story, but a lot of times what you hear is, you know, the grief, the emotional stress, financial pressure, uh, layoffs, businesses closing and understandably because you know it's it's exactly what's happening and it's been a really tough time for a lot of people and that being said there's also been opportunities to differentiate or start new projects we've had conversations you know with some people in the in the uk in the us ireland and there has been some positives and you seem to fall in that category of stoic people i guess who think the obstacle is the way so where does that mental resilience come from for you? Maybe it's the fact that I've been here before. Um, the downturn in the economy in 2008 has definitely made me more resilient. Um, and it's definitely made going through the pandemic a little bit easier on myself personally. But I still did feel all those earlier emotions you listed, like obviously the emotional stress of closing down the salon and the clinic. Um, back in March was really, really difficult. Um, laying off my 
team, like over 20 girls that have dedicated themselves to was really, really a difficult decision to make. And we closed a little bit earlier than like the mandatory we were, one. the government. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Only a couple of days or maybe five days. Um, but just even making that decision. So and obviously the financial pressure comes with it. Like I still have all my bills and rent and everything to commit to. So um, I definitely think it's true what they say. You grow through what you go through. Mm -hmm. And being in business, like for the last 13 years, I definitely think that's what ha has helped me be more resilient. So I'm kind of taking a lot of it on the chain, thinking like hopefully in a couple of months or another year or two, we won't be finding that as difficult. And obviously life in general makes you harder as well. Like, like I think from an early age, my resili resilience has always been um, grown. Karen, you said you've been through this before. I assume you're talking about the economic downturn in what, 2008? Well, that was kind of like an economic one and then this was a health one. Do you feel that they're very similar situations? Like having been through the one before, do you think that actually prepared you in any sort of way for this or has it been a completely new experience with regards to running a business? Um, I think both. Like, I think it definitely, the recession definitely prepared me for financially um, getting through the pandemic. But, you know, obviously with this, this, the risk of us catching it and the girls obviously being nervous coming to work, it's obviously so much harder. So it's, I suppose it's a mentally exhausting. It's a different kind of exhaustion where financially I feel like I'm stronger than... I would have been back in 2008, I can make decisions easier around the finances and um, there's more opportunities for us. Um, but where every day the business needs me so much more because I'm um, to work on it. Like, you know, some days, some weeks I wouldn't have to work in the salon or the clinic. I might be working on a different project where at the moment there wouldn't be a day that passes by that I'm not there, like supporting them. And, every which way possible and like, you know, see seeing what their concerns are and making sure that they're not worried about coming to work and making sure that the clients are respecting, like, you know, our standards and our new uh, policies or uh, restrictions we've put in place. So that's obviously a lot to, to handle in one plate. How do you find balance when everything feels kind of so out of whack on every front, personally, business-wise, you know? Um, everything tries to create balance and for me I found that um, every day is just learning to adapt I try and not concentrate or focus too much on like something that I'm not going to be sweating about in two weeks time I just take the unexpected days on the chain and those days that go to plan um, I just try and enjoy them with my team um, I know when I have to pull back and when my energy's low and I've nothing to give, that's kind of when I take time to myself and kind of recoup. I'd be massively into like self-care and that. So like I really don't think there's a balance out there for small business owners, in my opinion, but it's learning to make it work for you. So like, like I really do enjoy what I do daily. It doesn't stress me out going to work. Like I love my team. I love going in, spending time with them. The clients are amazing. Do you know, like the stresses, obviously there is elements that I'd love to run away from, but like, I'm like, just suck it up. I always say I'd love to be an employee working in a van now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm lucky that it's, I try and look at it with a positive eye and, like, you know, I used to get upset when 
I was meant to have a day off or a week off. I'm actually meant to be on a week's holidays this week. And I struggled to take the couple of hours off to do the podcast, you know, and that's just life, you know. I don't get upset anymore. Like then when I can take a day off at the drop of a hat and or spend longer with my friends if I'm meeting them for lunch, you know, you just you adapt to your sales, as they say, and you just go, go in the direction. You seem to be living in the present quite a bit. It's not an easy thing to do. It takes practice. Very <laughs> hard, yeah. Um, I think over the years, I've always focused on kind of training my thoughts and I try and do that with my kids now and trying to do it with my husband, <laughs> um, my team. I just think it is like, and I, I'm not like, you know, the way some people are constantly living in the present, mm. but not being realistic. Like I'm realistic, come here, I get knocked and like I get knocked off my feet sometimes. But I have a great network of people around me that I've built like honest and strong relationships with and like that's the relationship I have with my team there's a mutual respect there and they help me back up when it is getting too much on my say girls you know I'm struggling and like they know I'll only ask for help when I need and I don't push things onto them unnecessarily like they're there to focus on the clients and do a fantastic job and yeah I just try and lead the way. So is it fair to say then that to be able I suppose uh, pursuing life or succeed, you should have almost like a support group or a, a close circle of people to rely on where you have that with your team in Abano. Do you have any like extended networking groups or anything like that that you reach out to, to I suppose, to help find that balance? Yeah, I have. I'm a um, member of the Going for Growth um, Society. So it's like a platform um, I got um chosen to be um part of um cycle nine i think it was and they're all people in business all different industries and um basically that want to grow their businesses and um i can like i've made friends with a couple of girls from my panel and my mentor um may have like i can reach out to her or it might be just like a quick message or that um i have a financial coach which is an amazing support financially for me which like you know helps me and then I do have a holistic coach as well so <laughs> um then with regards to my friends I have a great group of friends like I have friends since I am in school and I have friends since moving over to this side of the city because I'm not originally from the south side so um that's I think Dublin that, isn't it yes that's Dublin so I think that I'm very lucky. Um, like, you know, there's so much goodwill around me because I do try and look after everyone around me. So my family are amazing to me. My husband, you know, like they're, even my clients reach out and like, if I'm struggling, I'm kind of pretty honest. Like I'd never be leaning on anyone, but if things are getting tough and I think that's how we got a massive kind of encouragement during the pandemic, clients were reaching out to us and, like, you know, I was kind of showing them what I was doing every day and how hard I was working for the business. And listen, we haven't stopped running at full capacity since we've reopened. So I think the goodwill around me then kind of comes back. Something you mentioned earlier was that your resilience has really grown throughout the years. And um, you mentioned also that you had, you know, you, you were trying to instill a bit of, you know, the, the living in the present moment um, mentality to your kids, to your to your husband. What would be kind of like five things that you would um, 
you know, pass on to to them or your team or people around you um, that you could do to build resilience? Because if you've developed that throughout the years, surely there's some learnings that you can pass on. Being a small business owner, everything affects us personally. So for me, it's a matter of always managing my thought process. Um, I always learn from my mistakes and use it as a stepping stone as opposed to a setback. Um, I think definitely training every morning um, and doing something for myself uh, keeps my head clear and keeps me optimistic and feeling in control of my day. So um, I always used to say, and like people that are working for me, like say eight to 11 years or that would notice, I constantly used to say, there's not enough time in the day. Do you know, and like it, rule at home now, it's me pet hate to even hear that expression. Like, you know, I um, think you can fit anything you want into your day once you are organised and in control of it. And um, I think if you eat well and like I used to run on no sleep, I used to eat a really unhealthy diet because I used to think I can't take a break. Like, you know, the desk needs me or the clients need me rather than taking a break I'll but I think all them factors are massively important to build your resilience like your tolerance is completely different if you've slept well if you've eaten well if you've trained that morning I think also I touched on it before building solid strong and honest relationships with people um is so important like I'm really honest and direct with my team and that's hard because I am so soft so like for me to have the courage and it's taken me eight to ten years in business to have this it's only come naturally kind of in the last three years that I'm like you know what if I don't give them this honest feedback they're not gonna grow you know so and they totally get that now where no one like takes it as criticism and same way like like being a business, obviously we have to deal with an element of getting a complaint or like not exceeding someone's expectations. So like, you know, any feedback I always take positively now. Like I used to be like, God, oh my God, I can't believe they're complaining, we're amazing. <laughs> and now it's like, you know, fair play to you for getting in touch. Like, you know, what can I do to make your... And do you know what? We've built so much loyalty over the years from clients, like, you know, encouraging them to make sure that they're paying for the service they get. And, like, you know, that's what kind of makes us different and, like, resilient, I suppose, in business. Um, the network is a massive thing as well. If you have a good network of people around you, um, when you do get a setback or if you do fall flat in your face for them to help you back up like you know and I think they're the most important things always remembering like to be grateful and like how blessed we are so like on the hard days when like the day might be getting the better of us I just keep on saying like you know what all I wanted to be was back open all I wanted was my shutter to be back up so like I'm not going to start moaning now like between four months on Instagram whining and that I was closed so um I'm just very grateful that my business could reopen and like so fortunate that um we got through the four months and I feel stronger than ever getting through that and that's what's I suppose driving me on to to want more and like I couldn't agree more Karen about the whole gratitude thing it's definitely an underrated practice like we're quite quick to moan or give out or complain but in reality when you do take those few minutes to step back and actually appreciate just how much you have whether it's in your career family or friends 
like you'd be so surprised at how far you've come maybe it's just humanity we're just always quick to give out or complain which like I really love listening that you practice it daily and I can kind of see that from you that that is pretty much a key value of your life nearly yeah no I, I just think like a lot of people nowadays are always focusing on like what more they want where like it's so true that we're missing out on what we have and like I am super grateful I wouldn't have come from anything like we wouldn't have much grown up and uh, like Jesus I haven't asked my mum and dad for anything since I'm probably 15 years of age and I mean like down to school books uniform anything I'm independent you know like so I just think we're blessed like we've a gorgeous home like you know I have my own shop, like opening my tour business, you know, like I just sometimes it's only when you stop and people I'm very like humble and I'm very private and shy. And like, you know, if anyone asks me what I do, I work in a band, I'm volunteer. I can't even get out that I have a clinic upstairs. That's like five years. And like, I don't know how I'm going to fabricast talking about the shop in town. <laughs> but I just, you know, like I'm so grateful of everything I have and all I say is like long may it last and I'm happy to keep on working hard for it you know it fulfills me so much independent and driven you're actually just buying a little <laughs> unit and to open a, a new clinic in town how how does that feel like what are like people around you thinking of that move um well I've only told like a handful of people um, so we're breaking the scoop here of, like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, like a lot of my family, like my mom and dad do always worry because they're like, oh my God, how come you're taking on more? Like, you know, you already have so much and it's not that I want anymore. It's nearly that these opportunities just arise and it's all about building security. And I never would have saying I wanted to open another shop, but the opportunity to come to buy my own unit in Dublin City, I just think is like a no-brainer, you know, and I think if the pandemic hadn't have happened, I wouldn't have been able to afford it. And like, just creating that stability that my kids will have something that I can pass down to them. I suppose when the doors of the salon closed, the fear of like, wow, have I worked 12, 13 years here for nothing? Am I going to be able to open back up? Because what else have I got other than the salon? Like, you know, my husband has a great job, but me, as independent as I always have been, I just wouldn't be able to digest that. You know, I'd happily mm-hmm. go working for someone else, but would I be content? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So when the opportunity came to um, buy the unit, and it's only very small, you know, like it's a safe investment in my eyes. Mm. Um, I just thought it was a great uh, stepping stone for me and to be able to pass on something to the kids, like, you know, down the line, like might be something that they take over or might be something they establish their own business in, you know. How, how do you evaluate how much of a risk, say, like investing in that uh, that unit is versus doing something else, for instance, like to make sure that you're not, you know, playing with like the livelihood of other projects? Because like I've, I've seen a post recently and um, these these two people in Montreal opened a restaurant right after everything reopened and now we're actually going into a second lockdown now and they're terrified you know because they're just like we just invested so much money into this yeah so how do you kind of evaluate yeah what's risky or what's not uh, when an opportunity comes and knocks on your door um i think that's why i'm afraid to even like share the fact that we're opening in town because obviously even dublin being back in lockdown i suppose everyone be like what is she doing you know but 
I know in my heart and soul and in my gut, it's the right thing to do. I think everything in business is a gamble. Um, look at what this year is thrown at businesses. No one could see what was around the corner. I don't think anyone has a crystal ball of whether or not we're going to be successful. But listen, I opened a business in like just before the recession um, I had to pay obscene amount of money to opt out of a franchise that I originally opted into and I got through that like growing my team from four to 24 like you know so like it, I just think <laughs> you know <laughs> let's go for it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you um, love just throwing the dice and guess it <laughs> <laughs> like the online um, the security I suppose that I have um, is the online has grown massively since lockdown. Mm-hmm. I was doing nothing with my skincare.ie um, during, before the pandemic hit us. And then when it hit us, I was like, oh, God, the online shop, like, let's tell our clients about this because it was just sitting there. Yeah. So I think the online, like the security of that is already paying for the, like I have a small mortgage on the owner. So the security of that, on a weekly, if not every second week, is already covering that. So it doesn't really, I'm not under pressure financially. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that takes an awful lot. And then I always like weigh up, like, will it affect our reputation? So like, I'm thinking, right, if we grow, is the salon going to be okay? And like, I weighed up that and it definitely is. Like, you know, yeah. I've worked hard establishing like the roots of the salon. You know, I'm still going to be working in it. Not every day, but like, you know, clients now are a standard now. If it starts dropping, they're going to tell me, you know, and like I have a great manager, great team. um, And then like, as well as that, like I want to create opportunities for my team to grow so I don't lose them because as we are only a small business, you know, so like, you know, I'm always trying to evolve and grow so that I can keep them happy and fulfilled and financially secure. Um. And then I suppose I need something to drive on me passion because like you, you can get a little bit like sometimes the desk doesn't fulfill me. And then I have to be like, oh, God, I'd love to jump into the treatment room. And I just change my role as much as I can so that I don't it doesn't feel stale. Do you know that way? I go where the business needs me. And I think that's what kind of keeps it all working so well. I suppose that's a testament to like how long you've been working on this, that you now have that option where you're not stuck working behind a chair or you're not stuck stuck working in the office. You've gotten your business and I suppose your business is to a level where you can pretty much pick and choose your day and decide what you want to do without the stress of it having a knock on impact on elsewhere. Because you're the director of Abano, you're the director of my skincare, you're opening the new clinic, but then you also uh, run a consultancy agency too. I know, I think that now sounds like, God, she must be lying somewhere. <laughs> um, the Beauty Managers was nearly like a platform that we created. Um, like we would, I just think the industry like needs more support and like, you know, guidance and salons and clinics were reaching out to us and like, you know, they might ask us for advice and we might be finding certain machines for a clinic or introducing new treatments and they'd constantly be like saying, oh, give us more info on that. And then some people wouldn't feel like they can reach mm-hmm. out. So um, the beauty managers um, is owned with my manager, Anna. So she started with me four and a half years ago and she's super amazing. And the reason we created that was like that. So people would reach out. 
And like I want to have something for Anna to grow as well into because she gives my business so much like time and love and like, you know, hopefully it's something that she'll have in the future that she can um, be financially secured, you know, and something that is our own. So I just think more people like need to reach out to each other in the industry. I would have been very much when I was a smaller business uh, too shy to ask someone for advice or help. And now if I see someone like, I didn't know how to speak on Instagram at the start of the pandemic. And I was like, God, I need to tell my customers that we're closed. So I was like, how? Like, that's how shy I'd be. So I reached out to Pamela Lard. She was doing this um, one a day thing. And I was like, you know, any tips and advice for like communicating to my customers? And she gave me, she was like, just talk about what you know and like, you know, have a quiet space and that. Like, it took me four hours to record a 30-second post. I relate to that. I can totally relate to that. <laughs> I think I changed hairstyles <laughs> throughout it. And now I'm like, oh. So, like, just having people like that, I get it all the time now from smaller businesses. Like, you know, Car, can you help me? Is this war taken into my salon and clinic? And... I love helping people. I've never not answered an email, never not answered a DM. Like, it might be a little bit of a delay if I'm busy myself, but that's the whole, like, thing behind the beauty managers. It's not only, like, a business, but it's a support. It's, like... I didn't know that you had to have a break even or you should know your break even in business and how important that was. And for me, knowing this and having the luxury of having a financial coach, I'm just trying to kind of create a pedestal for me to kind of pass that information on to other salon owners so they don't find it as hard. You're grateful for what you have that you don't have I suppose a fear or concern about sharing that with someone else is it kind of like that you're not worried that someone else is going to do better? No. You're, yeah. yeah I never worry about someone else's business even when some people say to me to see we had a salon open at the end of our road and the same salon opened at the other end of our road and like for three months people were coming in saying, do you see, like, you know, you have a bit of competition or you know, there's a new salon open and like, no, they're surrounding you. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even notice. Do you know, I really do put my head down, mind my own business. Like, you know, I might take a look at something if I hear someone's doing extremely well and see if it's something that we could introduce into air salon or clinic or it might be just to like you know say well done but in general like you know I focus on my my that's how I've been so successful like I really have focused on my own business I focused on growing that like you know who cares what someone else has and that goes for day-to-day things like I don't really look at what people have it doesn't interest me in the slightest you know I suppose everyone has their own journey or their path so like yeah. why why try to be someone else or follow someone else's uh, I suppose hop in someone else's car and go for yeah, there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Karen, for anyone listening to the show right now and they probably do feel like their back is up against the wall, the world is crumbling, they're seeing more obstacles than opportunities, what advice would you have for them to I suppose help see the light and kind of get over those hurdles? Um, I think definitely reach out. Like, you know, if you have a person an industry friend maybe or a networking group or maybe just even your partner reach out and definitely talk about it um i think set your goals each week and make sure that you're moving forward and like i think it's so important to do practice some self-care 
Um, and like now don't sweat the small things. Like, you know, we're all doing our best. And once you are doing your best, it's like, I think that's all we can do at the moment. And for anyone willing to take that advice and reach out, where can people find you online? Um, so my uh, hair and beauty salon is abano.ie. Um, and then we have my skincare, which is our clinic, our aesthetic clinic. We um, do all aspects of semi-permanent makeup as well. So that is myskincare.ie. And we have our online shop there. And then for any industry um, friends that need any advice, um, they're more than welcome to get in contact with us through the beautymanagers.com. And we'll have all those links included in the show notes of this episode. Thanks a million. Well, listen, Karen, thanks so much for taking your time out to join us on the show today. It's been a pleasure to speak with you. Thanks so much for having me. (laughs) Is COVID-19 having your salon sound a bit like this? Well, with just a few clicks, Forrest's new email editor can make it sound like this. Select any of our industry-specific templates. Make it match your brand, prove it in real time, and hit send. Watch the revenue roll in with our powerful campaign tracker so your business goes from to It's that easy. More marketing, more revenue. All the smart and integrated tools professional marketing teams have now at your fingertips with the new and upgraded Forest Email Marketing Editor. Visit forest.com for more details. Moving on to the Inside Forest segment, while we still don't have any new Forest Academy courses, we are working on loads of material coming soon. In the meantime, why not check out the Feature Update Email Marketing Editor course. This course goes way beyond just learning how to use the email editor. You'll learn how to craft beautiful email campaigns worthy of capturing your client's attention. By the end of this course, you'll implement the five-step process behind every successful email. You'll send your emails at the perfect time to reach more clients. You project your salon's voice through beautifully designed emails. And finally, you can monitor your campaign's performance and even revenue generated. This is a self-taught course, which means you can learn on demand in your own time at your own pace. If you're to do it from start to finish, it will take you roughly 30 minutes. But as always, you can take your time with this course. If you've any other queries or need help accessing the courses, just email forestacademy at forest.com. And we announced it last week, but Forest is a proud platinum sponsor of the data-driven salon experience presented by Salon Today. It's a month-long look at metrics live online from September 28th to October 30th. On the first day of the event, we presented an insightful session on salon benchmarking. Uh, To benchmark is to measure against a standard. It allows a business to develop a level of excellence that they can then monitor for continued growth and achievement. The salon success metrics that were highlighted all related to one of three main salon goals, driving growth, retention, and revenue. Join the conversation and watch the on-demand session hosted by Brittany Volkman, Salon Success Manager at Forest Salon Software. You'll be able to register for the session using the link in today's episode's show notes. For listeners in the UK and Ireland, we have a webinar coming up soon called Back on Track, the real support and practical solutions to revive your salon. Hosted by salon expert and business advisor, Christine McGuinness, this one is for all salon owners and managers looking for new ways to get clients, boost staff performance and keep customers coming back often. You'll discover uh, your industry benchmark, how you compare with your competitors. You'll get tools and solutions that'll help you create a success plan for the new world and uh, we'll be busting myths around 
complicated salon software and uh, help you make technology work for you. This webinar takes place on Monday, October 12th at 3 p.m. UK Irish time, and you can sign up with the link in today's episode's show notes. Finally, if you head over to force.com forward slash FM, you can subscribe to Forest FM's email newsletter and get all the resources and updates from the show delivered straight to your inbox on Wednesdays. And on that note, that's all we got for this week. As always, if you want to share your thoughts on Forest FM, this episode specifically, or want to reach out to Karen, send us an email at forestfm at force.com or leave us a review on Apple Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, stay safe and we'll catch you next Monday. All the best. This episode was edited and mixed by Audio Z. Great music makes great moments. Montreal's cutting-edge post-production studio for creative minds looking to have their vision professionally produced and mixed. Forest FM, the Salon Owners podcast, is brought to you by Forest Salon Software. We help salon owners get their clients back in more often, spending more, and generating referrals. Let's grow.